When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You've heard me talk about Cog Hill every single episode this season, and we will continue to do so because they are one of the premier golf destinations in the Chicagoland area. Featuring 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill has just upgraded their entire practice academy to include Top Tracer, two bars, a food truck, and a full family experience that anyone will enjoy. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We are also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you're looking to upgrade your game this year, or if you're just trying to pick up some new pieces of golf apparel, or even some training aids to help you score better, WorldwideGolfShops.com has you covered. The best part about this website is they always offer incredible deals on some of the newest equipment, even just days after its release. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, it's your friend Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Again, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. And joining me today is Mr. Jason Hyland. He is the founder, CEO, all the, the important guy, one of many, over at Sub70 Golf. Jason, how are you? I'm good. I don't. I don't know if that introduction is uh, quite needed, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. How's that? Good. Good. Well, first things first. I mean, those watching on YouTube will notice that you are not in the Chicagoland area right now. You've got a pool behind you. Where are you? I am in Naples, Florida. It's like going to be 82 degrees and sunny today, and uh, be playing at the Imperial Club. So life does not suck right now compared to the weather back home. So just hanging out at a buddy's house for a few days and relaxing after the holiday run and you know just kind of chilling out for a little bit yeah it is uh a winter wonderland back in the chicago area right now so you uh you escaped right at the right time would we hit a little snow a little bit a little bit more up north probably down by you and me it's not as bad but uh yeah it's it's uh gonna be looking a little white out there all right well i will take my background i have right now for a little bit good for you good for you so Thanks so much for taking some time out of your trip. I know you got a busy day. Um, we've been receiving a lot of questions at golfandfilter.com on the new 699 V2 Iron Series, which you actually uh, just announced on your social networks earlier with a really well-made video. Um, so I figured instead of me trying to answer these questions, why not bring the source on the podcast to address them? How does that sound? Sure, let's do it. Fire away at me, and I'll uh, I'll try to help you out here as best I can. But yeah, we're excited about the that that new iron. I think it's it's going to be pretty darn good. I can already attest to how good this thing is, and I've got it here for those watching on YouTube. And you can see a YouTube video on my channel as well, explaining a few things, Jason, that I appreciate about it. But why don't we start from the top? You had already mentioned in your release that this was the culmination of a three-year uh, project. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so. When we brought out the first 699, and as popular as that club was, we pretty much right away started to think about how do we make this next one better? And since we don't really do 
product releases on a time schedule, meaning there's no hard date we have to have it by. We just started working on it. Um, it was tougher because that first one's really good. And then to try to make it better, it took some time. So then it's just, you know, you're trying to figure out, well, how do you make it perform better? And then what attributes about the club, you know, are, are you hearing from the customers that they might want to see in the new series? So you take, you know, their inputs, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and then you try to engineer a club that was pretty good out of the gate. And then how do you make it better? And it, it took a while. Um, so we have been kind of, and that's kind of how it works. Like once we bring out a new series, we start pretty much over immediately. You know, you start listening to customers, how it's working. So it's a never ending process. Once the new one is out, you start, you hit, you know, it's a clean slate and you start again and get customer feedback, start with that. Then based on the feedback and what we're kind of hearing, okay, we go back to the drawing board. So it's a, it's a continual process. And this one was one, one of those from the start, but I would say so far, it's the hardest one we've done to make better than the first one. It's taking the most time, most energy. Yeah. You were explaining that to me when we last saw each other in person. And it's, it's an interesting concept because as you explained really well, and maybe we could dive into a little bit deeper here. It is that continuous loop of customer feedback that you guys at Sub70 take so seriously. And then to translate that into something that is basically outdoing your previous version, that can't be easy. No, and that's why we probably won't do clubs every like year or maybe even two years. I mean, most of the time we're going to be like on a three to four year cycle because we don't want to bring it out unless we can make it better. And we'll just take all the time we need. But yeah, you kind of get the feedback and then then you go to the engineers with the feedback. And then, you know, you also have to have a concept of how we want it to be. So you take it like all in, like all the information, because we are direct to consumer. That's the best part of that is you're, you're talking to people using it. So you take all of this coming at you 360 and then you go back to the drawing board from an engineering standpoint and say, OK, there's some segments here that you start hearing it over and over that we not we need to look at. And then what new materials are out there? How do you make it better, right? Then you just sort of, you just start all over. And we didn't, like with this club, you know, it's it's probably the one that's a little bit, it's got the biggest kind of change from generation to generation, right? Because we had to make it better. So the engineering on this one, you know, the new 699 standard model is slight, it's more game improvement oriented, a little wider soaps. We made the loft stronger, so we had to lower the center of gravity. The, the first two, some of the feedback we we got, and I think it was legit that we can improve upon, is the the pro and the standard were probably a little too close to each other, meaning hmm. the size wasn't a heck of a lot different. They want, The pro player wanted the pro iron to be a little bit more compact, smaller, even more workability, mm -hmm. and we probably needed a little bit more game improvement uh on the on the standard version and not that the first two weren't really good performing clubs but if we're going to make these changes that's some of the feedback that we heard so then you kind of in, you know you put that into the design and then then all of a sudden it's like well then how do we make this thing go farther and perform mm -hmm. better so then the engineering comes from the shape comes first from a functionality standpoint and then we try to take that shape once we're onto something that it's working better and then turn it into like a club that you know hopefully looks like a sub 70 golf club but this one definitely looks a little bit different than the first generation but i would say like the 659 looks different as well than the 639 but you know we just didn't take what we had before because it worked put two slight tweaks in there and said well mm -hmm. here's v2 i mean it's completely re-engineered yeah and you could see that right from the start and i love the look on it i know that a lot of players at least 
who have reached out to us have asked, okay, well, what does this player's distance category even mean? And I think that's maybe something that a lot of players have seen out in the market, but because you guys have such a personal touch with your customers, it's a matter of, okay, well maybe tell me more about what player's distance even means. And I would say like to, you know, in golf, you know, it's sort of a newer product category, right? Mm -hmm. In the last like five years, it really became prevalent. And I would say like, it's a club that kind of has the best of both worlds, right? So you're, you're basically making the iron that the face to actually spring or jump right mm-hmm. this was imagine like what you would do in a modern fairway wood or a hybrid right and you bring that into an iron so there's the distance part right you're making faces thinner you're trying to make it rebound but then it doesn't from a oh, especially like on the pro or even the standard then you try to especially the pro you try to at least on that take the pro model you're mm-hmm. then trying to take that technology yet make it playable workable uh, you can still get feedback from it and you're still trying to bring in flight control all those things but with the horsepower of that face technology hence players distance so it's 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 a really unique product category because i can't i mean you've been around this long time too there's not hmm. too many other product categories that really do have two in one right it's a two in one and then on the standard model even though it's a game improvement club when you put the standard one down and look at it, it doesn't look bulky like you would normally think of a game improvement club. So it's still, yes, a little bit more game improvement than the pro, but compared to a traditional, just call it game improvement model, it looks cleaner. Mm-hmm. So th- this is where the player's look comes into it, but you still have the distance of that face technology and the chassis of the body and how it all works. So th- it's a kind of a very unique product that you're trying to hit, which probably makes it hard to, harder to engineer. You're trying to hit two segments in one. Right. right? It's not just one dimensional. Yeah, but- totally. And, you know, some of the uh, the questions that we received were, okay, well, what are the lofts on it? And, and I feel that that is a fair question, but it's also kind of unfair because then I feel like players will automatically judge, oh, those are too strong lofted for me. But what people need to understand, and maybe we could touch on just briefly and you touched on it already, is when you have stronger lofts, you need weighting on the sole to help you get the ball in the air. Correct. And right or wrong, right, in that product category anymore, in 2023, people want the stronger lofts, the lower center of gravity to hit a farther. Right. They just they just do. Now, I could, I could argue the other side of that, but uh, look, in that product category, I shouldn't say argue. I can understand where people are coming from, right? Course, but yeah. the, mm-hmm. the way it's, we've also compensated because these lofts are stronger. But if you look at the previous generation, the soul's not, the center of gravity is not as low. Right. So you, you got to bring both into it, right? So it's, it's to get the most out of it, the best way to do it is strengthen the lofts, but lower the center of gravity mm-hmm. because people do want to hit the ball farther, right? If they didn't, that's why drivers wouldn't be how they are, right? So the mm-hmm. human playing golf, if they can hit the seven iron six or seven yards farther, they're happy. And we can get the ball up in the air now with this with the center of gravity. So you, we just didn't take the first design and strengthen the loft. So now a seven iron to six iron. We lowered this. We played with this so it would still be a, a better mousetrap per se. But 100%. if you look at that product category, that's where it's at. That's yeah. where it's at. Hey, folks, just want to jump in real quick here to remind you to go to trollsgolfclub.com to learn a little bit more about how you can play some of the most exclusive public and private courses in America. 
They've got an entire explainer out there if you're new to the world of NFTs or if you want to learn just a little bit more about how you can enjoy this game a little bit more. Trolls Golf Club is probably one of the more unique ways that you can do both. Once again, it's trollsgolfclub.com. Tell them I sent you. You're dead on, and I even mentioned as much in, in my other video that I did where that's comparable to other players' distance lofts across the board. Yep. I mean, you're going to find that everywhere. And, and what's interesting is... Uh, when you talk about the stronger lofts and, and golfers are kind of picky, imagine that they want to see that golf ball fly a certain height. They want to expect a seven iron to fly this high, whatever that means for that player. And so not to belabor the point, but in order to do that from an engineering standpoint, you need to do the things that we've already discussed. Yes. Otherwise it would be a seven iron into a six iron. Correct. If I took Correct. the previous generation and just made the loft stronger, essentially it's, it's just one club off. So that had to be in the engineering. That's why, You'll kind of see where it has that that channel in the back on this. Mm -hmm. It makes the high low miss hits better. Kind of look, we kind of took a little bit of old school on that. If you look and remember some of the blades from the 70s used to have that wide channel and yep. it worked. So we got a, we can then we can move the mass lower. And also by doing that, the you're trying to basically on a club like that to get the miss hits like you're hitting the center, right? Because the face springs, we can get that distance. Right. And with that channel and the new chassis system that we have, which stiffens the the chassis up so when the face flexes, mm -hmm. the energy doesn't get lost into the body, right? You want that to be as firm as you can. So they it 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 the miss hits are better with it and it goes farther, right? We've yep. we've definitely expanded the miss hit range to be more like the middle on this new design than the first generation. And that's why we say we engineer it first, and then we come in at the last part and make it look like a sub-70 club, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But the design is all based on performance. It's never, well, I'm on a channel here, so just make a channel here. That that's I, I come in, you like to make it look like a club once the club, or I'm sorry, a finished product, once the club is engineered. That, that takes precedent. Performance always takes precedent over how do we want it to look. Definitely. Absolutely, as well it should, actually. I mean, you want the thing to perform. And speaking of looks, one of the things that a lot of readers have already reached out, and I know where you're, uh, you know where I'm going with this, is just the look of the iron where we've got the badge right in the middle. Now, you explained yes. to me really nicely about uh, the benefits of acoustic and feel, uh, but maybe we could talk a little bit more about just not only the look, but also the placement, because none of this was done on accident. Correct. So then we have that wider channel, which which helped us lower the center of gravity and have a high low miss on the face be more like it's in the middle. Yep. So then you're kind of, you know, OK, now I got to come in at the very end and make this look like a sub 70 club. Right. So, OK, where do we put the badge? Uh, I'm sorry, where do we put the sub 70 logo? And then the more mm -hmm. we thought about this, because the material on all of these player distance clubs, sorry, I'm a little ahead of myself about how we came up with that. Let's start playing with a badge idea. Yep. is the face is hard, right? It's the same material you'd use on a fairway wood. Mm -hmm. So you put TPE material inside the head, which absorbs that shock, which makes the illusion that it's not hard. So it feels soft. And then when we were working with the engineers, well, if we could get another layer of absorption in there, hence a badge, mm -hmm. well, maybe we put that in the middle and see how it feels and sounds. We've never really done that, you know, in a 699 club before the previous one didn't have it. Right. So we, you know, we started going down that path with it and it, it works. It, it, it puts another layer of, it makes the club feel solid, but softer by absorbing even more shock. So mm -hmm. then once from an engineering standpoint, it made a better performing golf club from a feel sound acoustic standpoint, then, okay, well, we're going with a badge. Then how do we make the badge look as good as we can and, you know, center it all up and all that stuff. But it did 
it does have function to it. Yep. You know, or the, you know, the, cause there's a shock absorption material behind the badge that it helps with vibration and acoustics. So it's not, it's there, not just from us, you know, from a, well, we like have to have something in the middle. It, it works, right? It makes right. it feel better. Then once we came up with the badge idea, of course, of, uh, you know, a badge that absorbs shock and helps with acoustics. Well, then we're just going to put the logo on it from that standpoint. So once again, the engineering comes first, how do we make it, you know, a finished club comes second of, we take the design and, you know, make it look as good as we can. Definitely. Which and I that's something that looks good. Yeah. Well, it does. And, and that's what I've always appreciated about what you guys do is that everything has a function on the club. You're not going to do something just for a gimmick or anything like that, or to, to look like another club that's out there. Everything, even to the screw, the weighted screw in the toe, they all serve a purpose. Yes. So you're, you probably, you said it better than I did. Exactly. All of this stuff comes from the engineering of the golf club. And then once we have that part done, it's literally is the last step of like, and I go to the drawing boards where I kind of, you know, try to make it look like something that's in our product line of like, okay, then how do I take, because we're not going to change it. This is the engineering of the club. Then how do I make it look like a sub 70 club should look? Right. And I'm of course there during the design process of feedback loop. And what do you think? But I, I, I let smarter people than I am help me with that stuff on a lot of it. Yeah. Another thing I want to point out and, uh, just looking down at the club here and and readers, you can go out to golfandfilter.com as well as um, our YouTube channel to look at close-ups. There is a slight bevel towards the leading edge. And that is yeah. something that we're seeing more in the industry. What is the purpose of that little bevel towards the edge? So on the new design, the, the sole has been redesigned. Is there's more camber, there's more camber to it and leading edge roll and rear edge roll. And you're starting to see more of that as it's, it makes the iron more forgiving upon turf entry. It doesn't want to dig. It wants to get the divot just kind of at the right depth, but slide out of it without any digging. So we just put a little bit more roll to the front, mm -hmm. a little bit more roll to the back, and there's a little bit more heel toe camber as well. So that the whole idea is just improved turf interaction. And we're not the only company doing that. You're seeing more and more of it right where that club can slide through the grass a little bit more efficiently. So we've up, you know, we've updated the sole a little bit too, right? Once again, customer feedback, where's the engineering going? And it's just tries to try to make the, you want crisp turf interaction, but we don't want any digging. Mm -hmm. You want that nice crisp shallow divot where it comes in and coat and goes out without sticking at all in all turf conditions. So that's one of those things when we're, you know, we're looking at it. You know, all right, let's go back to the drawing board on this a little bit. But you're going to keep my, my, my guess is that trend line is kind of here to stay. We even did it on our forged iron, even more roll. Um, you know, that's it. It's just easier to play for most people. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. that is not a trend line. That's kind of a, oh, a, you know, better engineering from from irons. You see it from all the manufacturers. 100%. It's going to become standard. I mean, it, you're yes. gonna, every single club you're going to get. Um, the other thing I want to talk about briefly is uh, players asked a little bit about the offset, even on the pro model. Now, this is the pro model, folks, on the, and you're probably not going to be able to see this too well. But the offset is not it's not extreme by any means. It's actually you paid close attention to how that looks, because as golfers, we want to like what we look down at at address. And the most golfers who want that pro version with the more compact players sort of style is is not going to want the amount of offset it's still progressive but they don't want a ton of offset so the club i kind of call it in the club sits more neutral meaning it's workable right. both directions yep. now the standard 699 is going to still progressive but it's going to have a little, little bit more 
the cool part with that is like you can still combo set these things together, right? So let's say a lot of times people might struggle a little more with their four, five, six, for example, of drawing it a little bit more. Well, then you could put the standard in if you want some more precision because the distances will be congruent. The lofts are congruent. You can mix and match these things too. So if you need a little bit more help in long and mid irons, go ahead. And if you want precision in the scoring clubs, you can put them together. So they're also meant to kind of go back and forth. And sometimes if somebody has a little higher handicap, a little bit more offset will make that club square up a little easier, right? It's not as easy right. to fade, but if you kind of miss it to the right, having that more progressive offset can help square the club up at the bottom. So there's no right or wrong answer, but you have to set the offsets correctly for the type of person, or I'm sorry, for the player's eye of who's probably going to buy that golf club. Absolutely. And and that's another benefit for those who may be watching this and not 100% familiar with Sub-70. You offer an entire catalog of different flavors, I like to call it, for whatever golfer you might be. You've got everything down from the muscle uh, backs all the way up to this and everything in between. So there's definitely a lot uh, from which to choose. When I played this, I loved the, f- the feel. Uh, as you mentioned, I could feel how no matter where I struck the golf ball, it felt the same. I, I I was actually super impressed by that. The sound, I think I told you that my playing partner that day was like, wow, that thing sounded like a gunshot coming off of the of the club face. It it sounds incredible. So I would say you nailed it on those two aspects, among others. Which is with that style of club is a really important part of it because if you didn't do those things, it would literally feel and sound like a fairway wood. Right. Because the material's the same. Like you really are using that technology just you know very generically that's the engineering behind it in a very simple way but then you have to make it feel like a, a, an iron should you know that solid softer feel than a fairway would and you have that then that if you don't have that as part of the club people would grab it and be like oh it feels terrible it sounds wrong so then that's such a huge part of the engineering on this that when you have that field impact or you hear it 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 has to in your brain how am I trying to say? It's like solid golf shot. Right, exactly. It, it, it's a huge part of the designs on these styles of clubs from all the manufacturers because everyone wants it to feel good, but still get that horsepower and distance that you want. 100%. 100%. Once again, listeners, we're talking to Mr. Jason Hyland. He's the CEO over at Sub70 Golf. And Jason, uh, with the new 69 V2s, a lot of players are asking, okay, is it coming out in different colors? Is it going to be left-handed available as well? What can you tell our listeners right now? Yeah, so it's righty, lefty, and everything. And we will have, uh, it's, it's a black finish. It's called DLP. So it's better than PVD from a wear standpoint. Mm-hmm. So those finishes, as when we first started Sub-70, the only black option, what, oh gosh, we did that four years ago or so, was, was PVD. Right. Starting to get some better options that wear much better. So we we went with that. So there'll be righty, lefty, and utility clubs, and the irons, and the black DLP finish, and satin. So you know, as we've grown, we can now offer the full line, righty, lefty, full finishes all the way through it. Excellent. So and we will have, we will leave no one behind on this one. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And you just did a great video uh, through your social channels talking about the different shaft options. And a lot of players like parallel or taper tip. So how, how is that going to be available for these clubs? We'll do both. We'll have parallel and taper because we, un- unfortunately, there's only some of the manufacturers only make a certain shaft in a taper, or they might only make it in a parallel, right? Mm-hmm. And if there was one industry standard, it would be great. Unfortunately, there's not. And I don't right. know, I always joke, like if somebody in 1922 started two different tip sizes, 
there's no performance difference. Like I'll take the last example. You can take a dynamic gold S300 and a parallel tip and a taper tip. And if you put them in seven irons, you, you can't tell. There's no difference, right? So it's just on a taper tip, a lot of the manufacturers will like using those more because the tip end's already cut. Mm -hmm. So you can just kind of put it in and then, you know, do your work to it. It saves one step. In a perfect world, I would have everything in parallel because if somebody needs a quarter inch soft step or, you know, a super hard step. So for the listeners at home, the parallel shaft comes uncut. And then we do the cutting by following their instructions. But you can manipulate the cut if somebody is right in between flexes or something. Yes, it's more work. Um, in a perfect world, I'd have them that way. But there's some of the shafts that the manufacturers make that only are in taper. Right. So the only way around it is to bring in, which is not a big deal. You just brings in some heads that are that take the parallel and some that take the taper. And that lets us expand out the, the product offering. Bad part is it might be a little confusing for the customer. Like when they're going to the website, like, why does it say parallel? Why does it say taper? We didn't know. There's no other way around it for us to do it that way. So, but gosh, there's so many good high performance shafts that are only in taper. Mm -hmm. We ask the manufacturers, hey, can you make these in parallel? No, they're not going to do it. Well, we want to have those options for the customers. So simple way around it, bring in both styles of heads. As you said, the playability doesn't make any difference. And that way we can bring that full arsenal of shafts that people want to the club. Absolutely. And for local listeners, aren't even those who want to come travel to the Illinois area and come check out beautiful Sycamore, Illinois, you offer the 70, which yes. offers everything from club fitting. It's got a nice little hang. I've been there a handful of times, you know, with you and others. Uh, visitors or listeners can go there to visit and get fit for these. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, with us offering taper tips in this, we'll have even more options than we had in the previous generation of you know a bunch of new shafts so like we've got everything under the sun so yeah you can come on out there's no fee to get fit test it you know put this club up against your current set the numbers you know the, the math should tell you if it works or it doesn't work right we always say yeah. that's why you know we, we the numbers should prove that it's a it's a better golf club and performing and fit better for you so yeah we love for people you know to come on out and test it and we'll have the demo program with this as well so people can still you know cost you net 20 bucks you keep it for a couple of weeks try it you know, we would encourage people put it up against your current club and see what see what happens with it. You, you know, you shouldn't buy a golf club just because it's new. You should you should see performance difference for you to pull the trigger. We've always said that, hundred percent. And that's coming, folks, from a guy that, as he just mentioned, they will not release new irons until it outperforms what they did before. So he's he you you follow what even you say, Jason, and I've always appreciated that. Yeah, it just feels like that's the the right way to do it, right? And I still think. Remember back in the day, Adam, like in the nineties and stuff, they didn't release clubs every year or two years. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 you know, it's like, it's, it's really hard, at least from us, we, we to do it in one year or even, it's really difficult to, to say it's, you know, not a half a yard better. Like if this goes three yards farther in iron, like we're winning, like that's, yeah. there has to be a realistic gain for me to look myself in the mirror and go, okay, I'm comfortable releasing this. Not yeah. not such a small amount that you and I, even though we're both good golfers, couldn't, you know, it's, you know, a, a bounce. It's, right. it's got to be better. And then we can literally say, okay, like we've improved it, which is kind of a nice thing from our standpoint that we've done this from the start because it doesn't put any pressure on us. Right. I mean, this iron might last five years. I don't, I, I don't know. And I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. unless the next one's better, I'm just not going to do it. This is pretty darn good. I will say, my friend, this is a really damn good iron. So well done on this. Um, January 2023? 
Yeah, yeah, they're 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 getting pretty close. Um, shipping time seems to be getting better, but yeah, we'll we'll be ready to go in January on it. And uh, we're not taking pre-orders or anything at this point. I mean, you can always reach out to us and we can buzz you back. But we're just going to put it up when it's live and ready to go. But I think early January we'll be we'll be going on this thing. Awesome, awesome, uh, folks! You're going to love them. Absolutely, you're going to love them. Uh, Sub seventy has always done exceptional work. Uh, with their customer service as well. So Jason, I'd imagine if people have any questions, they could reach out directly and you're happy to, uh, to answer yeah, them. Reach out to me, the staff, you know, all of us are here to, to help answer the questions on it and, you know, and fitting questions or anything like that. Even if you don't live in the area, we're pretty good at being able to kind of walk somebody through, what do you got? What's going on? Okay, let's think about this. So, I mean, we love hearing from the customers. So it's, yeah, reach out. My, my cell's out there too. If anyone ever needs to call, I'm always glad to help them. Excellent. Excellent. Well, sir, thank you so much again for taking some time out of your trip today. That's Jason Highland, my friend over at Sub 70 Golf. Uh, go out, try these out, folks. You're going to love them. You're absolutely going to love them. I do. Uh, they're really darn good. Uh, big golf day for you today, Jason. So uh, don't, don't, uh, don't, I don't, I don't, don't try to struggle too much. I don't have high expectations. My, I, I may need a knee replacement in, in, in January. So I'm playing off my right leg, which is always fun. Cause then you're trying to turn like two wrongs into a right. So I was working <laughs> with our pro at the 70. So I'm like, I can't turn left and like plant the leg. So I have the rear back foot flip of the hands trying oh, to good. time it. Mm -hmm. So it's like a pull cut, which is nice with a slight over the top move. So like I've I've got I've got like a window in what my golf game is going to look like when I'm like 70 years old. Nice. So I'll even try to act a little confused when I'm out. There. I mean I am in South Florida, so I can you know just fit into the rest of it. That's so I have low expectations today, but I'm going to have a good time. So I'll let you know how my 135 yard eight irons are going with a with a pull fade. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I wait with bated breath, my friend. Oh, <laughs> it's, let, let, this will not be greatness. We'll put it to you that way. But hopefully you have I'll a good fix and I'll be I'll be ready for next year. So that's the goal. 